now. And this is it. And welcome again to the Richard Rance Show. Happy to be here on this incredible, historic day. And hello, Bill from Brazil on my comment page here on Facebook. And any of you out there can watch the Richard Rance Show on Facebook when I post it live. But afterwards, it gets posted on major podcast outlets such as Radio Public and Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast, The Richard Rance Show, coming every week or when I can get it out. And we did not have a show for New Year's. But back to the historic, incredible day that we have today with two Democratic senators coming into the Senate from Georgia to bring a majority to the Democratic Party, which is the party of the progressives. And now it is the job of the progressives to get in there and continue to fight. The way Bernie Sanders and Bernie's Our Revolution fought to move the Overton window to the left so that we have a new possibility of realistically discussing the implementation of Medicare for all. That's right. I know Joe Biden said that he wouldn't initiate Medicare for all. But one of the great things about Joe Biden is that he can move, is that he can change. He has changed. And that's why when you look back over the history of Joe Biden and you look at the past and you say, well, gosh, 20 years ago, this man supported the bill that increased our incarceration rate immeasurably or measurably to a vast extent and caused the great injustice of more people being incarcerated for minor offenses for long periods of time. And those people were largely black and brown people who have suffered a history of discrimination in this country and to have been the victims of voter suppression. And we know that in Georgia, those election officials have suppressed 180,000 plus voters have been taken off the rolls and you can look at a excellent investigation of that, which was covered on yesterday's Democracy Now!, in which some excellent investigative reporters have gone in and found that these voters were illegally removed from the rolls, the Georgia rolls, and they were overwhelmingly black and brown voters who were removed from the voting rolls in Georgia illegally. It happened to be illegal. Now, what we've got is a party of illegality, a party of anti-democracy, a party of undemocratic and unconstitutional acts. 
And that's the Republican Party, which also happens to be the party of the rich and the party of the bigoted. That's the Republican Party. And that is the party that we are throwing out, that we are rebuking strongly, and that are thoroughly showing themselves to be contemptible in their latest actions as the Republican elected officials rail against our democratic systems for the purpose of maintaining power, raw power. That is what they believe in also. They believe in more money for the rich. They believe in dividing America along the lines of race and religion. They believe in but do they really believe in it? No, because all that they really believe in is power. That is what the Republican Party believes in. Power for themselves. That is it. And we have a president who has been stoking insurrection against our government. And we can say, well, the government has not been serving the people. And that's true. But the government largely has not been serving the people in the past years because we have this party of the rich in charge. The party of the Republicans have been in charge. And this is ending. And it's ending in a big bang as the incredible spectacle of a mob stoked by the ex-president, the president who was our president, who just lost the election, who is just raging against the democratic process because of his own personal twisted ambitions. The president, the outgoing, the president, the losing president, the loser. It gives me such pleasure. And my podcast listeners cannot see the smile on my face, but my Facebook listeners can see it. The smile of happiness that this despicable individual this narcissist in chief that we've had in charge for the past years is going away. And his followers, his misled followers attacking the U.S. Capitol building, wearing masks of the stars and bars and masks of the U.S. flag discrediting their own ostensible support of American values because they have a twisted version of what American values are. Or... They are clinging to 
values that belong to an older America. Because America at its founding was a country of white landowners. But somehow the founding fathers, these white landowners, um, created a constitution, wrote a constitution and bill of rights that gave equal rights to all men. And by extension, women as well. What we've been able to do is interpret this constitution as it has evolved to take the greatest ideals from the Constitution and apply them to how we want to form our country. And it is a country where every person has value and every person has a vote. And every person, regardless of their religion or race, or sexual orientation, or gender, or belief structure is free and equal, where we have freedom of the press, freedom of speech. These are incredible values that we have. And these are the values that Trump supporters do not respect as they cavort with their M-15s, their automatic weapons, their arms. It seems that the only part of the Constitution that they believe in is a misreading of the Second Amendment, which in fact does not give unfettered rights of every single citizen to own arms. And what they are doing is an attempted insurrection, an attempted coup, shows no respect whatsoever for the officials, for the representatives that the voting public has elected. No respect for the voice of the people. And because what Trump and the Republicans believe in is suppressing the voices of the people that will not support their lust for power because they know and they've admitted that if they do not suppress the vote of a large portion of the population and they tend to focus on black and brown people because these are oppressed people in this country who will vote for the progressive party. And the progressive party is the Democratic Party in the United States. All the progressives in power are in the Democratic Party. Not to say that there aren't progressives outside the Democratic Party, independents and members of other parties, but we do 
unfortunately have a two-party system in this country where if you were to vote for, say, the Green Party, your vote would not lead to having a representative in the national government. At a local level, it is indeed possible to elect people from the Green Party, from the Democratic Socialist Party, and I am in favor of that. At the local level, we do in fact have the ability to elect people from those parties in some areas, in some areas where there is enough support for the candidates from those parties. But at the national level, we have two viable parties. We have the Republican Party of the rich and bigoted and racists, and we have the Democratic Party of everyone else, including the most progressive members of our government. So I am delighted, finally, that the naked truth of the insurrection led by a raging President X loser having a tantrum because he's such a small man. He does not care about anything except himself. I'm telling you something that you already know, but it's just nakedly out there now. And his own supporters are running amok to the point where they support him not because necessarily that they believe everything he says, but they believe that he is a means to further their goals of maintaining a white supremacist way of governing. I really can't see another way of adequately expressing my view of what Trump supporters look like. They look like a fascist white supremacist mob. That's what's swarming the Capitol building. That's what is being egged on by this loser in chief on his way out. And they won't even, he, he, he puts a couple of tepid tweets, government by tweet, so pathetic. A couple of pathetic little tweets. He can't even bring himself to really try to rein in this mob that he already helped to whip into a frenzy, that he helped to encourage 
And this is criminal too, and I'm not a lawyer, but I've been listening to lawyers, and that's criminal. Inciting violence is criminal. Interfering with an election is criminal. There is more than enough evidence to charge this loser in chief on his way out with multiple offenses and he should be charged and he will be convicted. There are other charges pending. There's charges pending from New York district attorney for tax fraud, for um, business fraud, fraud. He's a fraud. <laughs> He's a fraud. So let's turn from this fraud, who, if there is justice, will be prosecuted, and turn to the hope that we have in front of us. Because now we have a Congress that has a Democratic majority in the House and a Democratic majority in the Senate. We have two new progressive senators from Georgia to add their voices to the progressives and the Democratic Party in the Senate. Some of the immediate things that we will probably see very quickly are $2,000 check because we've been talking about that a lot. It's been promised. And I believe that the American public is very quickly going to see a $2,000 check, not a measly $600 check but a $2,000 check in their bank accounts. And that still doesn't cover it, cover it because we should have $2,000 a month like the Canadians do and other civilized wealthy countries, wealthy industrialized countries such as Japan and Germany and France have been guaranteeing people's paychecks so that people who had jobs, jobs that they were unable to continue working at because of the pandemic were continuing to be paid exactly or almost as much as they were making through the government because the government is again, as our constitution states, by and for the people. So it's time for it to be by and for the people again. We the people, People are rising up. We the people, the people of Georgia have come out to overcome the voter suppression, to elect historic Democratic senators in a strong rebuke to the corrupt and criminal Trump administration on its way out, the loser administration. And we should see the insurrectionist Republicans who have been taking action against our democracy, we should see them thoroughly rebuked as well. I want to put my efforts into helping Ted Cruz, for instance, lose his election, one of the biggest names, and some of these other clowns 
who continue to bandy about baseless claims that have been proven to be false about trumped up voter fraud claims, completely untrue. Voter fraud is not a problem in our elections. It does not influence our elections. But voter suppression does influence our elections. And whereas there might be one or two fraudulent votes, one or two, one or two, there are thousands upon thousands of suppressed votes. And the Republicans have been using the false false flag, that's one of their favorite terms, the false assertion of voter fraud in order to justify the actual application of voter suppression, which they know is necessary to maintain their minority rule and their grasp of power. And again, it is about raw power, and that is all that the Republican Party believes in. And this has been denuded to a naked truth right now as we watch these misguided followers of this proto-neo-wannabe-fascist loser-in-chief on his way out and who are railing to support a bigoted and racist approach and fascist approach to government who will not accept the democratic principles upon which our country is founded. And I do talk about principles, and these are principles that we have moved towards and that have, in fact, served us well and have made this a country with much greater opportunity still, although it has been diminishing over the years, much greater opportunity for anyone in this country to succeed. And one of our candidates in Georgia, the Reverend Raphael Warnock, was raised in projects, was poor as a child, is a member of the oppressed black minority in this country and was able to apply himself to become the reverend of the Ebenezer Baptist Church, the spiritual home of Martin Luther King and Jr. and his father in Atlanta. And now is a U.S. Senator. That's one example. Or how about in the Democratic Party, how about our vice president? And I'm just taking a couple of examples, Kamala Harris the daughter of immigrants. One parent from India, the other parent from the islands, also a woman of color, coming up 
in the first generation from immigrants to now be the vice president and first one of the most progressive democratic senators in the Congress, and now our vice president. And now that we have John Ossoff, who is also a progressive, who is pro-choice, both John Ossoff and the Reverend Raphael Warnock are pro-choice. So now we have less danger of Roe v. Wade being overturned, one of the issues that we progressives have been worried about. Coming into Congress, two progressives, just as examples of how, despite the many flaws that we are still working on, that we're working on, and that we have a chance to work on now, to reduce inequality in this country, to achieve greater social justice, to achieve greater economic justice, to make the rich pay their fair share, to help the poor in this country, to make this government again truly by and for the people. We have the opportunity to do so now, thanks to the party of the progressives being in power. This is what we have done. We have provided a historic opportunity to turn this ship around, to turn it back towards social and economic justice and towards a better care of our environment, to start to take measures to reduce the negative effects of rampant runaway capitalism and capitalist exploitation. We can have capitalism, but it has to be thoroughly regulated and it cannot be allowed to bring the profit motive to life and death necessities. There is no way that a profit-making entity, a corporation, a soulless corporation run by a board and shareholders that care only about profit, there is no way that that entity should be in charge of our country's health care. There's no way that the profit-oriented insurance industry should be allowed to subvert our democracy with massive corruption of our public officials in order to continue to reap profits by denying people health care. There's no way that that should be allowed. Medicare for all, public health plan for everybody, that is what is necessitated. That is what we must fight for. Every other 
wealthy nation in the world, and many that are not wealthy take care of their populace, and they do not allow profit-making entities to make life or death decisions about the well-being of people in need. It is time to take a turn towards being more humanitarian. That certainly is not the goal of the party of the loser-in-chief on his way out. But it is the goal of many in the Democratic Party on its way in. And it's our job now as the people to make sure that this party does the bidding of the people and does not continue to work for the rich and the bigoted. And it's time for us to come together to help everybody, to help those in need, to heal the rifts in our society that have been exacerbated by this despicable, corrupt, criminal administration that now thankfully is on its way out. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next week for another episode of the Richard Rance Show. Organize and influence. Peace and love. Peace and love. Richard Rance is coming to you live on channel 29. Peace and love.